Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guests today, guests plural, are Kate Dwyer and Penelope Gazin. Uh, they are the founders of Witchsea. And if you don't know what Witchsea is, Witchsea is a curated artist marketplace on the internet for people who aren't narcs. Because at Etsy, on that basic site, Etsy, they fucking narc people out if they don't like uh, whatever they're trying to sell. And that's uh, that's ridiculous. Witchsea doesn't do that. It's highbrow, excellent curation. They take chances. Check it out. The crazy thing is I met Penelope a little bit over a year ago only because of my producer, Aristotle, because Aristotle suggested that Penelope be my guest on the show. I'd never met her. We essentially had like a blind girl date on the podcast and uh, never looked back. And we're still in each other's lives. And now she's back with her business partner and best friend, Kate Dwyer, here to tell us everything witch see and life related. Um, so where, where, oh God, where do I even begin? All right. So we're going to unpack the whole Etsy witch see comparison, non-comparison in a moment. Uh, we'll unpack that during the actual conversation with the girls. Now you may have read about witch see recently because they've been talked about and blasted all over the internet when an article about them in a magazine called Fast Company came out that talked about how they created a fake male identity to combat and like deal with all the blatant misogyny they were faced with when they were starting their company. So we talk about all of that today as well as how they met, how they forged their friendship, how Witchsea came to be, uh, a million different things, a tangential journey as per the usual over here on the Love Alexi podcast. Uh, we talk about all the attention and exciting opportunities that are popping up left and right as a result of the Fast Company article. And, uh, you know, and we talk about dating, relationships, casual sex, bad friendship etiquette, and so much more. I, I love this episode. This is great. Kate and I both have a bit of a cold. We have a little bit of a cough. Uh, I still have one. It's been weeks, you guys. I don't know what's going on here. I think I'm just not resting enough and uh, just living my life too hard, having dalliances, uh, running around town, having adventures with friends and and, uh, whoever. Anyway, here's what I need you to do. Check out witchsea.com. You won't regret it. There's so many amazing things to buy, art, music, pins, uh, just, I'm not even doing it justice right now. Just check it out. Witchsea.com. Penelope and Kate will be at LA Comic-Con this year. They're going to be hosting an interactive space full of artists from their site from October 27th to the 29th. And, uh, you should make sure to follow them on all of social media at family petty. If you want to follow Kate Dwyer and, uh, you can find Penelope Gazin at Penelope Gazin for art, dance videos, music, and friendship. And make sure to follow Witchsea directly at Shop Witchsea. Uh, rumor has it that they'll be announcing some very exclusive Rick and Morty items soon. So, uh, you know, run, don't walk. Keep your attention on that site. Who knows what you might miss out on if you don't, you know, pay attention. Anyway, and as always, I have to say, if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes rate the show, tell all of your friends, tell anybody who will listen, you know, the barista at Starbucks, your Lyft driver, you know, he's, he's trying to talk to you anyway. You might as well tell him something useful. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll shut up and turn on the podcast, you know, uh, definitely rate the show on iTunes, leave a comment. I read all of the comments. Uh, I think you and I should be friends on Instagram and Twitter 
at Alexi Wasser. Send emails to the show at dearlovealexi at gmail.com so I can read them on the show. Um, and Love Alexi is a listener-supported podcast, so by all means, feel free to make a donation via Venmo at Alexi Wasser, and I'll give you a shout-out the following week, which reminds me, I really do want to thank Anna. Is it Anna or Anna? My goodness, see? You can't get to the bottom of these details, these intricate details via email or text. Uh, well, I want to say thank you to Anna Pelvin and Anna Pelvin, however you pronounce it. I don't want to fuck this up. I want to thank you for your generous donation this week. And I want to give your boyfriend, Scott, a belated birthday shout out on the podcast. Um, and I'm going to read your email because you say it all to me clearly. Scott, you've got a great girlfriend, however you pronounce her name. Please write to me to let me know how to pronounce your name, by the way. But Scott, this is what Anna Anna wrote into the show. This is how much she loves you. All right. So don't take her for granted. Okay. How dare you? She writes, hi, Lexi Wasser. My boyfriend and I listen to your show together every week and it always makes us laugh. So thank you for all that you do. He introduced me to your show before it was on Nerdist and it's his birthday next week. Any chance you could wish him a happy birthday on your podcast? That would be a real treat. His name is Scott and his birthday is September 15th. Also, I don't know how often you're in New York, but we could really use a girl's night in out here too. So, you know, just something to think about. All the best, Anna. Or Anna. Anyways, thank you, Anna. Anna, I love you. I hope you're happy. Uh, I love you, Scott, but only platonically, not in a weird foul play kind of way, because I would never do that to Anna. Anna, she's my new best friend. And uh, and by the way, I've got to commit to a name. I'll just call you Anna. 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 You'll tell me later in a follow up email how to pronounce your name. But I do want to bring Girls Night in to New York. I want to bring it to a million different places. It would be so fun to do it in Las Vegas, Texas, Austin, and Dallas. Um, within Texas, I know they're part of Texas. I don't want you guys to be like, why is she saying all these different places that are the same place kind of anyway? Uh, that is something I have my eye on. So of course, since I love New York so much, and if I didn't live in Los Angeles, I would live in New York. I used to live there anyway. Uh, and when I do come to New York to, uh, do girls night in out there, I'm going to contact you and we're going to figure it out. All I need is about 20 girls to keep it intimate Mm, about 10 bottles of wine because we don't want these girls getting shit-faced and they bring wine anyway for whatever reason, um, which is really sweet, and uh, and a location. So we need kind of a highbrow, I'm guessing, an apartment in New York, wine, girls, and there you go. Usually I like to give all the girls a present, but listen, relax, everybody. It's, I can, you know, I'm just trying to get out to New York, make something happen. We'll get the gifts going later. Anyway, all that aside, I am now finally going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with Witchy founders and overall uber cool, inspirational, badass friends, artists, and businesswomen, Kate Dwyer and Penelope Gazin. Now entering Nerdist.com. What is this? No, Here. now we're, we're totally... You guys? Oh. It started. Oh, okay. We good. are recording now. Kate- Let's... Let's Kate bring gave it. me a gift. What is this gift? Where's my gift? Uh, there's none for you. Okay. Uh, Kate, Kate, you can use it, though. Kate gave me this gift. Uh, Talking to the ago. mic. Have you never oh, podcasted? Jesus. <laughs> Kate gave me this gift a week ago, but I opened the lid and there was like a giant finger gouge. <laughs> <laughs> like someone had just 
<laughs> don't it? don't it that was not me. me. It wasn't. No, it was. If, just, it, w- if it happened, Kate, I would have been. I wouldn't have. Would have made it better. But. Here's the thing: there is a problem with whoever is at Lassen's because this one was even the seal like to open it was undone. It was? And I checked it and I was like, okay, good. It wasn't op- bro- broken open. Broke open. Um, but yeah. Hippies love to open products and just stick their little sticky fingers in all those all natural organic oils and bombs. It's because they're sticking it to the man because they're like, who's this man? <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> they're all like, this, 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 they're just entitled. The, the, the woke entitled pe- hippies. The woke people shopping at Lassen's, which is like low key anti gay <gasps> and like, are they low key yeah. anti gay? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my god, exclusive, so you guys. If, if you think you're woke, don't shop at Lassen's. But you bought her present at Lassen's. It's the only place that has it. I still shop at Lassen's because I like to walk. This episode is sponsored by Lassen's. They want you to know who they are and what they're all about, and they're working on the problem with the gouging. Come of their to Lassen's, and they're also working <laughs> on the problem ga- of the gay. gays. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. So wait, what is this thing that she gave oh, you? It's bee magic. It's um, it's skin what? cream. It's why Kate looks like a goddamn newborn baby. You really do, and uh, you guys missed it earlier before we started Here, I'm recording. I was saying I'm starting routines. Kate is doing cool routines left and right one is where your face is relaxed while you listen to me speak right (laughs) yeah well i just don't want to furrow my brow um i just notice that sometimes i do that or like squint a little bit so i'm trying not to here are more tips when you do you floss no i need to get on that well aside from just starting to floss when you floss the tendency is you guys can't see this as an auditory experience but imagine for yourself when you floss you go you know what I mean? Like you like yeah. make like ah, and then that creates all these like crazy things. So whenever I floss, I try to go like this. <laughs> I'm serious. You see, let the years add up. The days, the weeks, the minutes when you're flossing, that should like all like isn't good for the face. So Kate, how do I use this? I you Ooh, just it's bombed oh up. Oh boy, this is at night. This is for night because this is some. No, it's not. It's day. It's kind of greasy. Oh I know. You let it soak in. It oh, really no. soaks. Okay, should, should, you guys, should I grease up for this podcast? Sure, if you yeah, want to. Just don't get in on me. Okay. Yeah. Here I go. Grease here. it up. Ooh. Oh my god. Wait. So who's who's single and who's not single? Penelope's already been on the podcast. We're revisiting. You're here about a year ago. Penelope is. We're single. the opposite because I'm like perpetually always single. That's always. Per- Dating. Penelope Gay is in a speaking right now, but we're yes. also joined by Kate Dwyer. Kate Dwyer. Burping. Burping. And Kate is in a beautiful, wonderful, perfect relationship with a wonderful man who I adore. Who is this guy? It's not about him, but... We'll um, it's my boyfriend, Mike Giambra. He's uh, one of Hollywood's hottest comedy editors. Not even joking. Really? Uh, yeah. Wait, movies? TV? TV. He does oh Nathan for you. He does? And Baskets. Baskets. I can't, He's actually a co-producer on Baskets this wow. upcoming season. Oh, my God. You're dating a Hollywood producer. I know. I can't believe this. I know. Casting couch. What? <laughs> totally. <laughs> right? That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. God. That's what we sit on every night. <laughs> oh my God. No, we don't live together. Do, you guys, do I look greasy? You look great. How did you guys meet? Um, we played rock music. and roll. Yeah, we played music together. You two played music together. Yeah, well, we played uh, my very first show. My band was opening. Her band was playing too, and then I met her there. She wasn't as charmed by me as she really I, should have been. I, no, but I, I did it. I um, liked her. It, honestly, the thing is, I was sold as soon as. I spent like five real minutes around her. Before, at a barbecue. Yeah, at a barbecue. A couple of months later. 
Yeah, well, at the show I didn't have any actual one-on-one time, so I didn't know what she was about. And I like, called her, and then she's like, well, I'm going to go bowling. And I was like, okay, cool, let's go bowling. And then she's like, actually, I'm not going bowling, don't come. Wait, really, that happened? Yeah. Oh, oh. Wait, wait, how long? How many years ago was this? Four? Four? Four years ago. What was the name of your band? Oh, I'm such a bitch. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, I was just like, I, I think I even said, I was like, hey, no worries, I get it. I was like, well, I've reached out to you a couple times, so... Just hit me up if you ever want to hang out. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <laughs> and then it took a week. No, I no, and then like we ran into each other at a barbecue. And I mean, I meant that. I wasn't like being like passive aggressive. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. being shitty about it. I was just like, it's not passive aggressive. Yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, this is a new person. They don't really know me, so I'm not, if if I've tried to hang out with them, if they can't hang out, maybe I've they're had, busy or like yeah, they're they have their own lives or yeah. They have too many friends. Who knows? Yeah. It's so nice when people are patient with you, too. So yeah. it's nice if you don't get mad. But people can be like that. People, well, you know, it's be like, in, whatever. It's insane to think like, oh, I reached out to you to hang out. You owe me something. You were supposed yeah. to hang out now. Or to have your ego bruised in case like, you know, because it can be hurtful because you're like, wait, wait, I'm great, though. I would have been the best friend you could have ever had. I, Why not me? I mean, I've just, I guess it's just you have to realize like so many things are never really about you. Yeah, exactly. And so if you take everything that personally, you will be miserable yeah <laughs> With, <laughs> i had a person recently who was reaching out and she was always like let's hang out let's smoke a blunt and i was like yeah i'm totally down to hang out but i don't really i'm not i like to make things with my friends that's what i do i'm oh, in yeah. bands i dance with my friends i make companies like that's how i love yeah. to interact with people i don't like to watch i don't like to eat with people i don't like to watch tv with people i don't like to sit on a couch and smoke i mean i i like to go to a party occasionally but i don't like to just do nothing with yeah. other people and so i just was like yeah i'm totally down i'm not really like a hangout type person but you know if there's not, like a cool show or something blah blah blah. and she just kept like hitting me up and being like hey what are you doing right now let's like watch a show and smoke a blunt and i was just like oh who is this person we gotta out them oh my god no but then she then and then like a month later and we never hung out and it was getting a little pushy and it, it was oh to my the point god. where i was like i feel like she's not listening to me i'm saying like kind of what i need or want and she's just ignoring me. And then she wrote me a really long email about, like, how she's like, I've never had someone, I've never want, tried to be someone's friends and have them just be like, nah, no, it's okay. And then, <laughs> and then like, she was like, I noticed that you're not following me on Instagram, but I was never following her in the first place. And so I just wrote a reply. I was like, oh, I, you know, I just did a purge where I did, which is, re- you know, I've had a couple of people reach out and be like, you unfollowed me. But I got rid of, like, two-thirds of my followers. Oh, I was, my God. I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think people shouldn't take it personally. But um and then and so I just gave her a little response and then she wrote like a whole another long thing. Oh my god. And I just responded with I'm a very private person. But I was almost a little bit angry by it and I almost wanted to be like I don't know you. I don't owe you anything. I even kind of told you how I am socially and like what makes me comfortable and what doesn't and you just ignored me. And then yeah. you're demanding all this stuff. I didn't say this because I was like, "This is, there is literally no point." Yeah, there's yeah. no way they would hear it's you. Over. Yeah, they wouldn't hear me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like that on dating apps too. I don't like dating apps, but I've been on one, and I notice I'll, I'll go onto it sometimes, and then I'll go off it. And the response you get from men, if you don't, re- there are certain men who, if you don't respond to them in the way you want that they want you to respond to them, they will go ballistic. So I'll like go on the app, match with some people, turn it off, forget about it, live my life, and go back on, and I'll see like three or four like that get progressively angrier and angrier and more and more entitled like yeah. responses from the guys I match with and they're like 
oh, so I guess uh, you don't want to hang out. Um, and like send me like really chunky long messages yeah. because they're pissed off when it's like, oh my God, yeah, I don't know you. I don't know you. I owe you anything. But anyway, those kind of reactions are like helpful because then they teach you like, oh, that person's not for me. Yeah. They're yeah. all, yeah. Yeah, that person live, just sucks. Yeah. It's good to live your life also just and be like, no one else really owes me anything. Unless, you know, unless they make explicit promises or there's a, you know, but just. If but even then, yeah, it's even like, still, I don't know. I, don't I just know. feel like everyone is. It's like people that get so angry about stuff like that, it's because they're assuming that everyone else is responsible for their own happiness or their oh, yeah. own feeling of security or mm-hmm. what what the fuck ever. And it's just the minute you realize that you can't find that from other people, that's when you are able to actually be like cool and calm and enjoyable to be around. And then people actually do want to hang out with you. Yeah. And like, yeah will respond to you or be like, hey, I'm really sorry that I was so busy. And then you're like, oh, it's okay. I was totally fine. My life was totally fine without you as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so four years ago, you guys met. What was the name of your band? It was called Crooked Tooth. When we met. And then it became Feeling Feelings. Feeling Feelings. What but was your band? Oh. Mine was Sadwitch. Sadwitch. And Kate even played in Sadwitch for a little bit. Yeah. But now my band is called Slut Island. Slut Island. And it's just you and other Kate. Other Kate. But my two best closest friends above and beyond are both named Kate and they both have big butts and beautiful personalities and are both very brave, secure, confident women uh, who I adore. But like, who's the more confident of the two? Oh, God! It's it's very different. You guys are different, but you do, I realize that you do have a lot of like on paper similarities and that you're just like kind of fearless and emotionally independent. Go on. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. <laughs> you guys are both super funny. Are the two Kates, are you and other Kate good friends? Or do you I guys... don't know her very well, but yeah, I, my I enjoy are a little, her. Yeah. My, my worlds are a little separated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like that. Kate, this will always be number one. Kate, number one Kate to me. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. And then I have the other Kate on the show, and you said the exact same. I can't believe you. And they both no. have serious boyfriends who are oh. nice and love them. and They both. But whose boyfriend's cooler? Oh, my You're, God. Sorry. Oh, I think yours is. Yeah, Kate's is. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This Kate. This Kate. He's the hottest editor in Hollywood. Oh, my right now. goodness. Hottest comedy editor. Mike Giambra so, at yeah. gmail.com. Contact him if you have comedy. <laughs> you can't afford him, though. I want. Does he do features? Um, Has he ever? He can do anything. He, I bet he can. He actually can. I want yeah. him to Alexa, edit you my can't feature. Him. I bet I can. I oh, bet I can. really? Well, I mean, if I get the money I'm asking for, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> if the tier of the budget, I'll tell you about that later. You're anyway. making a movie? Yes, she I'll tell you about is. this. About you guys, I'm just all over the place. You're at the barbecue. You know, the gods want you to to meet and yeah. forge a real friendship. All right, yeah. Everything aligns. You're at this barbecue. And then that's it. You're just off in your journey as no, friends. And then, yeah, and then we were just all like hanging out in a group, and we I were just got talking. a sense. I just got a first that she's really funny. I didn't realize how funny she was until People we had don't actually know just that had a about conversation. Me until they... I'm tuning into it, and I love it. I think um, it's great. And you've got good advice. You give good advice. Yeah, and Thank you seemed you. really. I, you had an emotional independence about you, which I really value in other people. I think, yeah, because I think the guy was, and with, you were giving me advice that was really good, and yeah. I was like, oh, I love you, this. You give good advice. She gives such good. Oh advice. Oh my god, we got to get like to that too. The best. Wait, how did you guys start Witchy? Like, when did that happen? After I got dumped. Oh, I, you know what I realized? I I got dumped. I bleached my hair blonde because it wasn't blonde at that time. What and was then it? Quit Red? my job all within the same week. Like, what a fucking maniac. <laughs> yeah. That was four years ago? Uh, no, that was uh, two, two years ago. What was it before? Red hair? Yeah, I, I was, was like kind of going back and forth between like brown and red or like blonde. 
So Witchy started. Mm-hmm. Give me all the yeah. details. All these girls are listening, being like, I love them. I love them. I want to know everything. We've detail. explained this story so many times. Oh, uh, well, you've never done weeks. it here. So yeah, give, it give us wait. the sound bite. So um, I got dumped, had a little bit of a meltdown, saw that uh, Etsy was banning witchcraft and things like that on their site. And I was just like, who the fuck does this like corporate, like bullshit kind of. We're, I can't talk. We support our <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just like, I was just like, I hate these corporations that are making decisions about things and like pretending that they are actually sincere or they're actually doing something that's helping people when in reality they're not. And then I was talking to Penelope about it and Penelope has been selling on the site and she would get her shop shut down all the time yeah, just they were for like, censoring me. for like bullshit. And then it, it's just kind of like, I remember thinking, I was like, Penelope is like a perfect example of somebody that would need a site like that and would not need to be, you know what I mean? Like, you're the perfect customer, I guess. I'm the the perfect woman. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we were talking about it and it was just kind of like, okay, well, why don't we start our own? And then we did. That was kind of where that entire idea stemmed from. I was just. We had no idea how hard it was going to be. Yeah. I was at a point where. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, I always kind of knew I wanted to, like, have an idea or a business. Um, but it I, everything that I would come up with was never, like, I was never, like, that excited about it. It would always be, like, I don't know, just, like, random ideas um, all the time. I wish I had, like, a list of some of, the, like, stupid things that I was like, this could be a business. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we started to get going and... We're completely clueless, had no idea what we were doing. We're and we were trying to base essentially code because we thought we would be able to buy like a just add water code that would maybe exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But n- I mean, they existed, but they were awful and completely unusable. And so we were essentially trying to build a website as good as Etsy's, which Etsy probably put in a billion dollars into their website. But we were trying to build a website that could compete with them for $10,000 and... So we kind of had to Frankenstein all these different codes and things yeah. together and get yeah. really scrappy. I mean, God, our back end, which is, we're not talking about our buttholes. We're talking about yeah. uh, website lingo. Our back end is like did a you talk fucking... Like this? Did you talk like this on CNN? Is this what happened no, on CNN? I wish. I wish. Oh, our back end is just like a nightmare, but it, on the it front works. end looks great. Yeah. The, yeah. Back end, the back end works and it's... Fine. Oh no, I don't mean the seller back. I mean oh, oh, oh ours, sorry. ours. You mean like the administrative one? That's it is. A little, but I also just mean like the code, just the raw. Code. Oh oh oh! I was like I was like okay yeah I know we'll work on it. No, our our, <laughs> our, our sellers back end. Oh, what they see is is it's good. It's good. It's good. It could be it could be just prettier. a little tighter. Yeah yeah and prettier. Yeah that's, that's the only how I thing. Feel about me. But honestly, it's mm-hmm. I think uh, the seller back end is just as good as Shopify's. So yeah it is. So you're Frankensteining all these things. Yeah, yeah it was just really. I mean. We pretty much had no clue what we were doing. I mean, I had worked in startups before, and I worked at FYF Fest as well. So oh, you did? I, yeah. So I was pretty aware of, you know, the whole idea that, like, you kind of just, like, you know, tape a bunch of things together until it's all working and it looks correct or whatever. Wait, what did like, you do at FYF? Uh, I worked with Sean and Phil um, and a guy I was dating who I won't name because he's a piece of shit. And everyone hates him. If um, Kate says that, it means it's fucking true because she rarely says I, that about people. So love, when Kate warns you about someone, you fucking listen. I, I love everyone that I've dated except this person. Oh, wow. I, I'm, like, friendly with everyone that I've dated. I 
I think they're great, except him. So you're working there. What are you um, doing? So I'm working there with Sean and Phil. Doing what? Um, honestly, anything. Mm. It was just like, it was just us four. And so it was just during those like early stages, like we would just be, it was when they were at um, the LA Historic Park. Yeah. And so, yeah, we would just, I had a real job working at a production company as a secretary. And then after work, I would go and either like run shows or like work at the bars. I would, I would do whatever was needed. What, whatever. Oh, wow. It yeah. was, it was really fun. Um, but it was just constantly like, you know, stuff like even, there were even times where Sean would be like, oh shit, we don't have any money. I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll just put on my credit card and pay you back after the show. Oh like, my God. Get, like just like stuff like that. What a like, badass. Yeah. Like, and I would be like booking flights. I mean, I did wow. pretty much anything that we needed to have done. I loved it. It was one of the like, most fun, most enjoyable times. I left kind of grumpy, but I still see Sean and Phil, and I love seeing them. But that was the breakup that caused the the hair hair color change. No, and, no. Oh, that was a different one. one. Okay. No, that was another guy. Whatever. It was just like a guy who's like really into like electronic music. Oh, by the way, oh god, I want to like sit with that for a moment. But uh, why is the guy you're with? And this is a total tangential aside. But why is the guy you're with now? better than all the other guys he is a real man with penelope answering for kate and i love her they are friends he was such a good guy (laughs) um like like what did you learn would you know well i think one of the biggest things is that i've noticed that a lot of times even for myself when i've been in relationships it's easy to get kind of isolated or alienated from like your actual like social circle or like it'll be like oh now we're hanging out with his friends or now we're hanging out with my friends and it's always like it always seems like a chore. Yeah. It's not like that with this relationship at all. It's very, like, organic. Like, when he's there, I, he doesn't come to everything, which is also, I think, very important. I still do things on my own with my yeah. friends, and then he does as well. But um, when we go out together, it's very just, like, feels very, very natural. And one of the things that I really like about it is that um, because of that, I get to see how he interacts with other people in a very, like, not forced setting. And I see that he's the type of person that just makes other people feel happy. And he's someone that people rely on. And I think that, like, he's just, that kind of character type is so important. And it's like, there's, yeah. You guys are both that type. It's just, it's just something that's, like, really special. And then, and then on top of it, he is very comfortable with me and allows me to just kind of be me. Oh, good. Which I think that's something that... I think I think you find that like when relationships get kind of weird or like there's a level of like control that people try to exert or like they get like aggressive or they tell you you're not good about something it's like because that's coming from like an insecurity or like an incompatibility that probably was like rearing its head in the early stages but you just ignored it cuz you were like in that like bliss mode. Yeah. Um He's supportive. He but doesn't yeah, try to control you. I didn't. I didn't have any. Honestly, the only feeling that I had early on was just kind of like I was like, okay, wh- what's wrong with this guy? Because oh, he's yeah. like so. He's just good. Like I was like, but and then you just like realize like that's like a self sabotaging thing. Oh fuck. And then, but it's hard not to go in when you like because you're so used to things popping up being if bad. If you're used to people being shitheads and then suddenly they're not, like your immediate reaction is like. There's something wrong with them, and then you get crazy. Yeah. So there's, you have to, like, let that go. There's a lot of guys out there who aren't—a lot of guys who are 
you know, I think technically good guys. Some of them aren't bad guys at all, but they just, they get with a woman. I experience this a lot. Me too. And all they want to do is dim her light. As yes. Kate, Kate puts it that way. Yes. Yeah. That's in my script where I call it, my mom calls it like, oh, they, they, they come to you. They like fall in love with you because of your light, but they want, they, they want to put a lampshade over you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shine stealers. I call it shine stealing. Yeah. Dimming your light is great. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, I completely no. relate. No, so you, but you run into that all the time. Yeah, right? and Mike doesn't do that at all. Yeah. Where are the other mics? <laughs> I was. They exist. You know, I think they exist. It's just you have to just like be very, very slow in the early stages. I think that was something that was really important because that allowed us to actually get to know each other and actually like. Co- like make those decisions like oh we actually want to date rather than like oh well we've like hooked up and we've been making out and we hang out all the time I guess we're a, a couple now yeah it's like that's so that's such an easy trap for people to take but it's like with everything you do the more conscious and the more aware you are of the like choices that you're making usually the you better th- you can feel about them in the long run you were very patient and calm in the early stages yeah what do you run into? So you, you meet guys and what happens? Is it because but you guys are different, but similar, but different, right? How different are you? Both I mean, of you? we definitely are different, but I think we look at a lot of the things the same way. Like we both wouldn't tolerate a lot of shit that I, we see a lot of our friends tolerating from men. Yeah. Yeah. So we both have that in common. Yeah. What do your friends tolerate? Are you talking about me? I you know, believe you guys. How no. I'm <laughs> a wild woman. You know, just I mean, like, I feel like if you're ever at a point where you're like, oh, should I text him? Or like you're even having anxieties about that, it's like, okay, that guy sucks. Yeah. Like, it's not for just you. Just point blank. That person just sucks. It's like, not flowing. If anyone makes you feel that way, they're no good. And then it's just like people will rationalize things like that or, oh, you know. He broke up with me, but now we're back together. He was having a hard time. Yeah. Making just, excuses. Just like accommodating them. people like to a degree where you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wait, I want to know what happens to you, though, because I feel like you and I deal, like, you know, I put myself out into the world so intensely or have in, in my life where I feel like guys will like me. But then when they really learn about me or things I've made or or just who I really am, they're like, ugh, it's just too overwhelming for them or something. I There was a phase, I think, in the summer, spring, where I feel like I had, like, two of those in a row. You did? Where, and it made me think, like, is it me? Yeah, is it me? That's serious. It's like really fucked up. Where like they were like really into me at the beginning and then they sort of just cooled down. (sighs) And it's possible, I don't know if it was me. I think it was maybe where I was emotionally at the time. Like maybe I wanted something too much or or I was putting too much pressure on it or I was expecting too much from it instead of kind of just like stepping back and being like, you do all the work. You, if you want my emotions, you, you earn them instead. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, uh, this year or last year? I think the, there was just a little bit. There are two like little mini ones. I don't know. It happens occasionally. Well, I, I asked myself I, that too. Oh no, on. is it that? Is it this year or last year? I'm trying to put it on the. She timeline. thinks this year, like in June. What? Oh. Wait, mouth it. Oh well. Sorry, we're uh, we're friends, you guys. And if you're listening and you're not our friends, you're not going to hear the secrets. Uh, we're mouthing uh, yeah. actual names right now. It's none of your goddamn business. We're talking in code. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I go through this thing sometimes where I sometimes I if I attract a certain type of person and it doesn't work out and I I don't regret it but I do ask myself like oh why did I call this into my life but also I've got to be more aware of this type of person in the future so I don't make that mistake or something but Mm -hmm. I do ask myself was it me where was I at emotionally it is hot in here I love it 
We're it's good for our dewy faces. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of dewy faces, <laughs> I literally oiled up my entire body. But it's already <laughs> absorbed into your skin on is, your does arms. Does my face look oily? No, you look great to me. It, it feels luminous. Thick. Feels very feel, thick. Feel my face. This is after like. Soap. Well, I have so much oil on Soaking my hands. Wait, was our pod- was our podcast more fun before we were podcasting? Because no. we're all like, yeah, I'm just making, making sorry. Sure. I interrupted you because no. I just realized how hot I was after oh, I had yeah. put. Vaseline over every square inch of my body. Oh man, probably it's not great for heat, but I think it's good. I it's like, know, it's like I you're at a spa. I think it's good too. Okay, for absorbing. Okay, okay. Oh, so so okay. Wait, so you're dating two people maybe this year that you felt like. Sometimes I'm afraid of my Insta stories could affect my relationship. Where I feel like I'm like, do I put myself out there? I like stop doing that. Not for men, just because I put my attention on something else. But I always wonder like. But I guess the right person would uh, love me anyway. You put yourself out, out there very intensely on Insta stories too, right? Yeah, not my personal stuff. No, but I mean like dancing and being wild. Like I could yeah, tell, yeah. I, I put, could see a man looking at that being like, I'm too much of a puss. I can't do this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like where they just get too scared by like how like she's so energetic and fun. And like, I feel like I've shared a lot on my Insta stories in a different way. Sometimes where I'll just like talking at the camera and I'm saying my things. It might not be my personal life. I'm not really sharing like personal, personal stuff. But like sometimes I feel like that shit is looked at and taken into account mm-hmm. and people are like frightened away mm-hmm. and I guess that's not the right person but it's such a weird time where Insta stories or like how you I don't know present yourself on social media can like I don't know uh, affect your dating career I, think, I don't know I think the thing I've learned most of all is just be an independent ice queen and then they'll be banging down your door is that what's happening right now? I think sort of, yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. you can be honest and emotional too <laughs> yeah that's how I was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, in regards to the Instagram stories stuff and everything like that, what you don't put out there, it's like they can only imagine then what you're like. I mean, my boyfriend knows, like, I'm a goddamn maniac, but that's a behind-closed-doors kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me take this in. What do you mean? Oh, at least they know what they're getting into if you put it on your stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's actually you're doing them a favor. Yeah, the, yeah, at least they're like, they're like, they're like, oh, okay, like, this is who she is. Like, got yeah. it. Oh, I've, oh, yeah, I've dated plenty of men without Instagrams, and I find out about their lunacy and addictions and weirdness and yeah. fetishes and weird. And I'm like, oh, my God, what yeah. Would, what would be, like, an ultimate deal-breaker, like, for you if... Like, you just found something out about... I can already think of one for me. I have a few. Well, this might be mean. I've said this before, but I, what, you go first. I already know yours. Um, mine would be if I saw them, like, doing anything, like, kind of, like, clicking a light switch, like, more than a few times. Oh, I, like, that would, like, turn <laughs> me on. I would, like, I, would, I would be, like, I'd be, like, I'd be, like... This won't work. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Like OCD? Yeah, mean, like, like kind of, kind of like that, or just some, like just something weird like that. I would just yeah. be like, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Huh? I think it would, because I know that would drive me crazy in the long term. I feel like if somebody was mean to a waiter or any like just if, <gasps> yes. if somebody was Rude. kind of think like I, a, hate it. I like people like I like looking at people you know looking people in their eyes and you know acknowledging other people's existence and being kind. And if I meet somebody who's just like. Just a piece of shit who just takes other people yeah, for I granted. That. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't know. I have my own weird things where if I fall, I've already said this to you, if I fall in love with a person and they have like an STD, I have a willingness to like kind of maybe date them, but I don't have any STDs yet, knock on wood. Uh, but yeah. I've yet to encounter an STD. I'm or sure like you have, have an issue. Well, a lot of people don't tell people. A lot oh, of people oh, aren't okay. are trying to be like, let me tell you what's going on. A lot of people are just like, I guess I don't meet, I don't let things ask, get to the point where I meet the penis. What do you mean? Well, you know, I meet the man, and then when I get really serious, I meet the penis. What? Is that, are you saying you wait for to have sex? Yeah. Really? You didn't know that? I thought you knew that about me. You wait to have sex? I do, too. Oh, yeah. How long? 
But you got to answer this question too. I mean, it depends on the situation. Like sometimes there have been a few occasions where I was just like, I know, I, I don't expect anything from you. This is what it is. I feel like I, I like to wait until I have a very under, a good understanding of what they want and what I want. Oh, wow. And it doesn't necessarily have to be serious. But once, you know, so there have been times where I like only waited a couple weeks or something because I was like, I don't want that much from you. And yeah. I don't think you want that much from me. So I can. But that's kind of rare because honestly, that sex is never mind blowing. But I, yeah, yeah I like to, I like to f- figure out where we are. Well, and then, then yeah, I like to take time before anything goes inside my body. That makes sense. That does, well, I have things where sometimes if I'm friends with somebody, I know them for a while. I feel like you know that's an investment in our relationship because we've known each other, so I feel safe with a person. And then I'm like, oh wait, now I'm having sex with my friend. Yeah. But then other times, I've definitely had sex very quickly because I'm like, I want to have sex. And then I end up being in like a long term relationship after that. So it's like. I never dealt with the thing where it's like, oh, I jumped into bed too fast, so it like ruined the possibility. There's never a, a wrong, hard fast there's, rule. Yeah, there's never a rule. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, but if you feel pressure, if you feel pressure, I pressure it, myself. See, that's yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah. Or sometimes I go, I really want to have sex, right? I'm just going into the like, I'll just do it. Where I'm like, oh, this feels right. Right. Whenever so I sleep with different. someone, I it's I want I'm sleeping with the person. Yeah. And I want that to be the same way for me. Like they're specifically sleeping with me. They're not sleeping with a wo- just any woman I don't know oh no I get that oh but when I was saying like my hard fast rule when I was talking about like the STD thing if I want if I know somebody and I do meet the person if I find out that they have an STD that really makes me go oh god like because I can very understandable yeah, yeah no but I'm just saying like you know and I always ask I don't know if you always ask but I always like straight up I'm like okay so tell me and then a lot of times you'll meet people who go, oh, God, thank God you asked. If you hadn't asked, I, I would have used protection. I wouldn't have said anything, but here's what I have or whatever. <gasps> I always, that happens a lot. It's not even a shocking thing. It's like, how, do, wow. how does everybody or like so many people, you look at the statistics, like majority of people have herpes, but people don't talk about it. Or they have unprotected sex. Or you're fucked up. So I just straight up, I'm like, just tell me everything. What are we dealing with here? So it's like, I'm definitely dealing with the person. But I also like inquire about their private <laughs> because I'm so protective because I've, I've, I've come this far without having herpes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, so that's the thing. Sometimes you want to have like a really cozy, like, I don't know, you know, I have Penelope and I are friends. I've, I've heard whatever you, your personal story. Sometimes you meet somebody, you like them. You don't really want them to be your husband. Or you know, like, this isn't my husband. This is not my yeah. boyfriend, yeah. but I really enjoy them. We have so much fun. We laugh. Like, yeah. I want to have a rendezvous and a romance and a love affair and have a, have a lover or whatever. So I've run into the situations with men like that where I'm like, oh, God, that could be really fun. This could be, like, this could be my, my romance, my dalliance for a little bit. But then if you find out they have an STD, then I'm like, oh, God, it's not yeah. even worth, it's not it worth the risk. The I actually realized that I, the last two people I've dated, I've, I've been like, you have to get tested before. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's something I do sometimes to men almost just as a power thing. You do? Like, how much do you really want to sleep? And also, it, I feel like if you make them go and get tested they like almost enjoy having to do the extra effort. Oh, good. Do, sh- do they show you? Do they show you the I paper? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. It's funny. It's funny because um, when I first started dating my boyfriend Mike, I remember like I was just like, yeah, like we were like, I was like, yeah, I really want to. I was like, but you know, I just want to be safe. And then like, I think he like got a doctor's appointment the next That's morning. That's yeah. It's almost a test for like, like how yeah. much you really want to do it was, yeah. yeah. And then they almost value it more because they're like, I had to go out of the way, you know. Yeah. The, sometimes I'm not going to feel shame for casual sex, though. No, sometimes don't. Sometimes I do want to fucking no. do it. Okay, it, de- cool. it depends what you want from them also. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you... Sometimes a, a man will appreciate something the harder he has to work for it. Yeah. I'm yeah. too emotional for, like, casual 
interactions. I just, I yeah. usually am not in the right headspace for it. Oh, I really? just can't enjoy yeah. it. Good to know. Me. You have to know that for yourself. That's good. Well, I feel like I've done it in the past and I've been fine, but then like, I don't know, just as I've gotten a little bit older, I've just like been like, it just bums me out more than I, like the, the, pr- the cons outweigh the pros on it. You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> you are so right. Yeah. I guess I, when I go into an experience, I'm like, I'm positive I won't regret this, even if this sex Me is too. terrible. Me too. Like, no. I trust this person enough. I do that too. You know, I I don't, yeah. Or, or sometimes, like, it's even not, not that I don't trust this, but I have to go, where am I at in my brain? Mm. Like, am I emotionally sound to have this experience of this dalliance right now? And if I'm not, I'm like, okay, we can't do this. Like, yeah. I can kiss the person. Anyway, um, we're all over the place. This is crazy. It's because of the heat. Wait, I do have to make sure I hit on the fact that which C started? Because I want all the girls who are listening who don't know you. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. just turn to like I'm casual. And boys. Boys and... Yeah. Wait, and what? Girls and boys. Girls and boys. Well, you started Witch C, so it was how many years ago? Two. Two years ago. Two years ago. You get the stuff going. You're figuring... So it's like a, a safe haven for places like... For artists who are like turned away by Etsy or just places that are like just... <laughs> Honestly, just artists that we like. And yeah. so it's curated. So you have to either be invited or you apply and we go through a list and we only accept about 25% of the people who apply. Oh, wow. How do people so apply? There's um, a form called Apply to Be a Seller at the footer of the homepage. Yeah. And you can click on it. Um, it's a cool Google form. Yeah, very it's cool. not very professional, yeah. but it does the job. Um, and I check every week and yeah. send out acceptance emails. If you don't get on, I don't send you an email because I don't have time for she that. She doesn't have time, you I guys. Really, I wish She's I could. She's busy. But I really, it's, there's yeah. so many. And send it's her like, a long, angry email. I know we initially opened up and we're like, let's send critiques or like, or like, or like not even like, critiques or be like why we didn't accept it. Because sometimes it. people have like, they don't photograph their work well or oh. they only have two items in their shop. Oh, that would be helpful. So we, we, do, we do tell people like, we do outline what you can, what we're looking for. You can reapply. Like, you can always, you yeah. can apply as many times as you want. Yeah. These double shot espresso. Okay, so now there's all this crazy shit happening in your life right now. Where how did it come out that like, because you've been all over the press <laughs> because it came out that you have a fictitious male partner at Witch C. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, you, you tell me, you created this fictitious male named Keith because you felt like you were dealing with misogyny and uh, it. It was more just because we dealt with a designer and developer I guess designer slash developer and what happened was he started getting really like angry at me um towards the end yeah towards the end when he didn't finish a project and I was telling him well the project's not done so and it's outlined in this contract yeah we we agreed on this so I don't know what to tell you we're not paying for you to not finish this so let's get this finished and then we'll pay you and um, which is a very simple, understandable thing for someone to ask if they and then he, hire someone for a fucking job. And then he kind of came back at us and explained to us, like kind of mansplained why he couldn't do it. And he's already put in so many hours and, you know, and it was still, we were like, well, it was yeah. in the contract. You, ab- you completely confirmed that this was all very doable. And he just kind of came at us and was like almost blamed it was like you guys don't know what you're talking yeah, about and it was it was also funny because i remember he was like you guys can have like 10 revisions and we're like wow or like That's just great. like a large sum of I revisions and then like we, one we, or two we, or we had him do one thing <laughs> over and then then he was like you're taking advantage of me just going off on on me and i'm just 
I mean, you know, I have already, I'm already in this like job that I hate and I'm building this company and then I'm also like starting to hate it because of like these guys that are just being assholes to me as I'm asking them to do the work that they're hired for. That they promise, that yeah, they agreed to. Exactly. And um, so I have, I mean, we were looking at these a couple weeks ago, but I had this one email and he's just like flipping out. And I, I said to him, I was like, look, you partially delivered this. It's one day later, and now you're threatening to report me to the Better Business Bureau. Oh, my God. I was like, first of all, we don't have, like, any relation to the Better Business Bureau. We're a fucking website that's not even around yet. Like, I was just like, so I don't know why you're threatening us. And I was like, and we have this contract that outlines everything. I was like, try me. You also were like... (laughs) Hey, this is get this suddenly took a very emotional turn. Can we talk on the phone and just work this out? And yeah. he refused to do that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How long? Oh, yeah, because he's a wuss. What a little bitch. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it was just. Like, it's true it was though. With, like people that w- don't want to talk on the phone. Yeah, it was like all of just working. It was like pulling teeth, trying to get any sort of respect or authority. And it's funny because I actually, actually briefly skimmed the article where the man and woman. Uh, switched emails. Yeah, I actually didn't even read it all the way. Wait, through Wait, what are you yet. talking about? There's this article that actually came out before ours. Before ours, but it was after we had used Keith, and so we were like, I think you maybe you sent it to me, and you're yeah. like, look at this, and I was like, yeah, that's believable. Yeah, tell the listeners about that. Um, but a man and a woman, um, and he was like, he was like, oh, so my coworker, uh, she always just took a longer time with clients, and it was she always took a longer time getting. Uh, projects done and he said he was like I just assumed she had a different communication style or something like that and then he said one time he was working with a client and there was getting all this pushback and he was really confused what was happening and then he realized that he was accidentally on her email because of like a shared server and so they did an experiment for two weeks they switched and he said that all of these projects that would have normally taken him just like one email were just all these like back and forth and just all this pushback and he's he just kept saying I kept having to fight for respect, whereas before I was just automatically given it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just too emotional being treated like that. And we knew that something was wrong. So we thought, like, let's create a fake person. So if someone's going to be really rude or annoying or whatever, we can just kind like, like kind pass of, it off yeah, we can just like not really have to like. Pers- take it so personally because I was pretty shaken up from it after that one because I was just like I was just being ber- I was being berated by this person that didn't even know me for not doing his job <laughs> like you know what I mean I was, yeah. it was just like mind boggling and um, and you felt that it was because you're a woman you instinctively we just, knew that we, we just, weren't sure we weren't sure if it was something like that but that's we not, were just thinking it's like, not a conclusion Kate and I are typically just jump to automatically yeah it's not you know it's not it was just it was way too emotional for it to be something just work yeah it was like i was like i really can't imagine him talking this way to like a middle-aged businessman you could just feel that yeah Yeah, emotional on his end he was too emotional. yeah yeah Yeah. interesting you just felt like it was just something like he like he's taking out something on on us right now like it's not just a normal like Exchange, yeah, and then so we did Keith, um, Keith Man, and that just came out just because you're well, like, I'm Keith, Keith you're- Kate, Keith. I was just like, What's a male? Like, we were just yeah. trying, I mean, 
I love it. There we, wasn't a lot of rhyme and reason. Yeah. yeah. We weren't trying to, like, be like, let's show everybody how, like, people treat women and people treat men. We literally thought that Keith would probably get as much shit as I was getting. We were just like, he's a buffer. He's just, yeah, like a third party. Yeah, guy, yeah. You know, the way yeah, and then, it's good to have that in business Yeah, he would general. just be the punching bag. So, yeah, like, yeah. If, the, if anything happened, then we, could, then we could step in and save the day and be like, I'm so sorry. Keith totally. is such an idiot. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, what ended up happening was they just were so great to him. And I also Google searched, like, handsome businessman. And so I specifically chose a, a photo online from like a stock photo place and it was just like a handsome businessman who looked who looked I wanted him to look very manly so he looked like very like he had a lot of testosterone but he also had very like kind friendly eyes like I was very strategic about the photo that I chose I love it yeah um oh my god so yeah it was it was really weird and then so we just started we were like oh maybe this guy's cooler or whatever like you know what I mean because we like ended up working on a new project with a new guy and so we had Keith we used him for that, and then we all were on an email chain, and then I would say something in regards to, like, the project. Oh, wow. So, it, like, it'd be, like, the same as all of us are on an email chain, and I'm like, uh, what date is this podcast coming out? Because no one seems to know what date it's coming out. And then, uh, no response. I'd follow up again. And then Keith would ask the exact same question, get a response. Wow. Or or, e- or you'd request something and then the person would like respond privately. with a bunch of pushback and then Keith would kind of come in and just say request the exact same thing yeah. and then it would just be like, okay. Yeah, or, or not even that, but just occasionally there would be times where I would I would ask a question on this chain. It would be me, Keith, I'm using air quotes, uh, and then Penelope and... It would be like, oh, okay, I'm asking this question, and they're going to message me privately and really explain it to me because I'm a big fucking idiot who can't handle anything, and no- my question is irrelevant to everyone else. And then everything that Keith would ask would be reply all. Everyone would know about it. Even oh, that, wait, that, it. that's what would happen? You would get, like, an aside? Yeah, I would get, I would get like, told. Mansplain? Yeah, it would be like, it would be like actually, like... Even so, though oh in this, God. the way we set things up, Kate, you know, I was the creative director, Kate was the technical director, and Keith was supposed to be, like, business director. And so Kate was actually the one communicating and project managing most of these people. And so there's, she was the one giving directions, and they are supposed to be answering to her. And so... Keith and I were kind of just on the side who would occasionally like yeah. chime in, but then they'd still like treat Keith as though he was the final say, even oh though my it, God. Kate, it, the way you know it was set up was Kate was really the one in yeah, charge. Yeah, I would I would send emails and then and then I would have to follow up as Keith and and be like, hey, we're really excited about this, but we need to get an update like or whatever. And oh then, my God, I want to start a Keith. I need to have a Keith. Yeah, yeah, I know. I do. Do you guys also have? internal issues as women ever do you struggle with like things where you feel like oh my god I don't want people to be mad at me or like is it me do, I, do you assume uh, the, the blame or the guilt or the or in kind of like exchanges like this because I know sometimes I get like I have an idea of how somebody might think of me and I kind of play into that by accident or mm. I'll just get timid because I just don't expect to be taken seriously sometimes in business situations where I know what I want and I know what I'm trying to express but then I hear myself trying to express it and I can just tell like I'm I don't know. I, I just, do think I do think men are better at handling being hated or, you know, because I don't. Kate and I. I mean, we made a fake person because I couldn't handle. Yeah, yeah I'm so, so emotional. I was on a conference call earlier today, and I just felt like being on the phone. I was like almost gonna start crying. It was so hard for me to push through 
it was just so hard for me to communicate and it was all happening internally. Like I had talked to like two different, two people and I'm on the precipice of tears just because it's sometimes so hard for me to, you know, say what I need Mm -hmm. and feel strong and allowed to. But a lot of that, that might just be coming from me too already as a woman because that's already just like ingrained in my DNA and I've got to get past myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys deal with that. If you notice it or if you have that inside uh, of you as well. And I'm like, pretty a lot delusional. Of women do. So I think that I I get kind of thrown off when people don't like respond well to me. But yeah. then if I like feel something like that, I always just go like. That's their problem. I, well, a little bit. But then I'll also just be like, you know what? <coughs> Let me hop on a call with this person. Because especially when it comes to, like email, text or anything like that. Yeah. It's so easy for people to be so shitty or read into things in a different way and let the their insecurities it, take yeah, over. And yeah. so and so yeah, if I ever do feel like that, I always just go like, Oh, maybe I'm being a little weird or maybe they're being weird, but let's just hop on a call because I can definitely read tone better than I can this message right now. Yeah. I mean, I personally hate having any kind of like negative energy directed at me. I mean, there was a time where we were working with someone and th- they offered their free help. And then I was on like a half hour call with them. And then they sent me this like $180 bill. And I was like, this is strange. And then they responded with like, you're taking advantage of me. And like this whole like, like thing. And I just was like, so like overwhelmed and like, and I literally just paid them and was like, go away. Yeah. I hate, oh, like, wow. yeah. like I, I think I almost wonder if that original guy was like, you're taking advantage of me because he's learned that like women have this like innate thing where, and we also like, well, you know, a, we had intern emotional word. Yeah. yeah. We, What'd you say? That's an emotional word. Advan- like you're, you know, you're taking, taking advantage, advantage of me. Like, because it's not like, oh, you're asking me to do, like, it's just, it's a way deeper thing than yeah. just like, yeah just asking for the work that's to be done yeah and and so that's a thing that like yeah we had you know we had some interns and we totally could have had unpaid interns but we can't you know we were like we're gonna pay our interns even though we really don't have money just because you know we want it i don't know we we want to we always want anyone who works with us to feel good and to feel appreciated especially if they're doing a good job and yeah i'm sorry we just have there's a lot of startups um, who just, you know, take advantage of... It's true, they do take advantage yeah. of people. Or but like, the interns never... want the experience. They want to be able to put it on their resume. They want to be working near you because you inspire them. Whereas, like, it would it be different if it were a man who had a company and then some young kid was like, wow, I get to align with this person. It's so neat. And then the man would be like, yeah, you're an unpaid intern. Whereas, like, we're more maternal. And yeah. we're like, oh, I want to make sure you feel good. Or like, oh, I don't know if it is as worth... We would like, never want to have to feel that. used or anything. And I, yeah, I never, I don't know. But I have a thing where I, I hate any, anytime anyone has ever accused me, because I do try and live, I mean, I'm not perfect at all, but I do try and live. You're not perfect? No. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, I'm very flawed, actually. But I do, I, anytime anyone has accused me of anything malicious, I get, that's, that's like what will really upset me and offend me. So if like someone's like, you, you had, you were trying to hurt me, and you were consciously trying to hurt me, and we're doing this whole yeah. thing. Um, the fact that someone would like, I guess, I guess having my character questioned is something that I yeah. actually is like the one thing that will get me really kind of upset. Yeah, I mean, Penelope and I have dealt with someone who definitely felt very like owed a lot of things, and um, she would just accuse me of the most insane things. Like, really insane, malicious things. And I'd be like, why, if you think I'm capable of these things, 
why do you want to be my friend? Oh, yeah. Like, why would you even want to be near me if you think I'm this awful person who's capable of these ridiculous things? I'm sure she probably thinks a lot of people are like that. No, in that's her life. the thing. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Oh, yeah. She's projecting. She, no, it's. She says that about me. Yeah. Oh, she does? Yeah. And I, ba- I think basically, in general, I always feel like you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. And even if somebody hurts you, you have to realize that everyone's trying their hardest. No one's actively trying to hurt you. Um, rarely. Very rare. I very mean, rarely. sure, there are times where people are actively trying to, like, fuck yeah. with you and hurt you. Which we've but that also. is, like, another realm. But it's, like, if you think Oof. everyone... I know that, that realm. Everyone that's doing something is, like... Everyone's just trying Centered their, around you. Everyone's just trying their best. And so we dealt with someone. Let's call her... Genevieve. Um, and... She just really, it was like, it was really interesting. Penelope and I had nearly an identical experience with her where we both would be accused of something, then we talk about it and, you know, apologize and be like, oh, yeah, hey, like, I don't want you to feel bad. I'm, we're both, like, we both were like the exact same reaction, like, so sorry. Then it would be like, not enough. And oh. then it would be just like this endless cycle. And then you can't put it to bed in her head because it's just like playing like a. Well, then it would be like, but then it would be like, but then you also said this. Oh my god! And then you also did this, and then you did this, and then and it would just be this like. And cycle. one time you gave me a weird look and three then, years ago. Are you talking about me, you guys? And no, then, no, not at all. And then what? And, <laughs> and then what would end up happening is that finally you would you'd be apologizing for every single thing and you were just i mean i literally had like a fucking this was during my return of saturn and i just remember i was like this is my return of saturn i have to take all the lessons that i've learned and apply them right now and it was also like a constant like you're a bad person because you're not giving me enough yeah and it's just like what and so it just got like i was i was getting like like very sick. I was getting very dark in my head. Yeah, I, same. It, t- it I, really I, sent I, me into a it really kind of crazy depression, actually, yeah, for a month. Because you feel like you're going crazy. Well, yeah, because I would talk to people about it, and I was like, I was like, like is am it I, me? I was like, am, am, have I just been fooling everyone, and this is the only person that realized that I'm a sociopath that gaslights people, and I'm <sighs> totally fucking out of my mind? Or, and then when I, like, kind of, like, 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 I had, like, one interaction, and I was like, okay, things are good. And then it, like, wasn't again and I was just like okay you know what that's enough and uh she kept like after that I just kind of started kind of you know being like okay I told her I was like look I obviously crossed a boundary with you I'm very sorry about that I'm not gonna reach out you can hit me up like if you want to like talk or whatever but I feel like every time we talk I'm crossing a boundary of yours and I don't feel comfortable like making an effort yeah and yeah. then seems like you got rid of some toxicity there by oh, stepping yeah. away from her. Well, then she kept coming back, and then finally I just was like, "Hey, dude, never speak to me ever." Good. Again. Yeah, I eventually I had to do that, which I've never done to anyone ever. Oh my god. I'm very I, I'm yeah. Oh my god. Yikes. That sounds like somebody I don't want to be. If I ever start creeping towards that type of person, because that's like uh, you can cre- when, when you're your lowest low and so insecure, and think the whole world is against you. I wonder what her dad is like. Cause I have a feeling. I, I think. Know. I think you. If you're at a point where you literally have multiple people telling you to never speak to yeah. them ever again, you got to look at yourself. You got to kind of maybe pull up that mirror. Yeah, because it almost became like harassment. Yeah, like, it really was. Well, yeah. so okay, so you got rid of some toxicity in your life dealing with yeah. that. But what is okay? So 
I want to get back to Keith and all this. And you know what? It's not insecurity. It's, it is not, ins- it, it's just it's just something inside some people that they feel like they're owed something. Yeah. Or they they feel like they need to have like people accommodate certain things. And that's that's kind of what we were talking about before. It's like you just got to do your thing. You got to yeah. do your thing. You got to find your own inner peace and not expect anyone else to give you that happiness. And if you expect that, then you're guaranteed to be disappointed yeah it's exhausting i have friends like that who constantly need reassurance and then it reminds me it goes oh my god i have been this person before and now i'm seeing how i feel when another person is like that with me and it's exhausting and i don't have enough time to you know continually like reassure them and it's like get it together i'm good i just want another strong person who's living their life and we're good in our skin yeah i'm the type of person that if a friend comes to me with a problem i i i will definitely listen i'm very sympathetic i'll if they ask me for advice, I will tell them exactly what I think they do should do or whatever. But if they continuously have the same come problem, to me with the same problem, I will people. honestly just start ignoring them because it's oh, like yeah. I don't want to indulge your like, and and that's a incent- that's a form of madness if yeah. you think about the definition of what insanity is. And you which waste is your time doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. I have yeah, a friend like that. Yeah, and also you know what, we're in LA, everyone's fine. Everyone that we know that's complaining about anything. I guarantee you they're probably fine. We're fine. Yeah. So Keith comes in the mix. Keith is in the mix. <laughs> you're getting these emails. You're throwing it off to Keith. You're having this kind of new experience. It's eye-opening to you. You're like, oh, holy fuck. Having this man, this fictitious man we've created in our that life. That has no LinkedIn. He has no online presence <laughs> He has whatsoever. a Twitter. Do you Keith, guys have a LinkedIn? Keith Man no. Jr. Which seat has a LinkedIn? <gasps> yeah, do I need a LinkedIn? Because I keep getting requests. No, they're so dumb. It's and I'm like, do so, I have one? LinkedIn is so desperate. It's like, please add me to your network. LinkedIn is and for like, narcs. For narcs. It's official. I'm on LinkedIn, though. I oh am, my god! Well, I am too because I like made one when I was trying to get jobs in animation when I was like nineteen. So. I, don't, I think I made an account because everybody kept telling me I needed one, and then I forgot about it. And then all I get are like LinkedIn requests, and I'm like, I don't even have a LinkedIn, but I'm like, do I? <laughs> so, so you have Keith Mann. Well, speaking, sorry, yes. I recently looked at my LinkedIn and I had to figure out what my password was because I realized like <laughs> two years ago I went through and put in as my job 69 master but I put it in like four times so um, apparently my last four jobs were 69 master and I was like did I do this when I was drunk or something unbelievable so I was like I was like I know I did this I have no memory of doing this but who else did this this was me yeah so I did delete I just recently deleted all my are you 69 f- master jobs are you a fan of the 69 we went over this uh, did we oh in our last podcast yes. oh I haven't listened to that in a while your brother just listened to it though I he know like, he just listened he to gave it. me notes on everything your brother loves to give notes when nobody's asking for notes I actually really love your brother a he lot gives, he usually gives pretty good notes and if he, I don't like his notes I just ignore him but my I'll, favorite thing about Nick is that he always cleans the um, <laughs> dial pad at ATMs. The, the ATMs at the post office you guys, you guys are actually is my two friends who talk to my brother the most. You guys both oh. text regularly oh, with yeah. my brother. Well, sometimes I, it's so funny. I'll like tweet something that isn't, I'm not emotionally attached to. It's just a joke. I just think something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this out there or whatever. And then I'll get like a text from Nick about like, hey, like, where are you at? Why is that happening with you? And I'm like, what? And then he's like, I'll just get these chunky texts or via tweet where he's like, giving me advice I'm not asking for that I don't even need because it was just I like saw like a cat walking across the street and I thought oh, I'm gonna make this weird existential joke about the cat forget about it and then all of a sudden like your brother's giving me all these like like life crisis I think he, he's like he's like a writer and an editor so it's like he's constantly in like editor mode well I like advice if I'm asking for it. sometimes I just want to share I mean aside from a tweet that's that's a whole other level of whatever I'm like Nick everything's great and then we talk about something else and he really helped me when I, I did mushrooms by myself for the first time and then I texted with Nick 
We're talking about Nick Gazin, ladies and gentlemen. He's Nicholas Gazin. Nicholas Comic book editor at Vice. He's Art incredible. editor. Art editor. When I did Mushrooms by myself, like he came to the rescue. He's like, here's what you need to listen to. And then like he was like telling me about music. And he was just so sweet. And then I was like, you know, all high and telling him my feelings. And he was like the most gentle, like, you know. Yeah. He's a very sensitive guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I got him on contest, like entering contests, which I think is going to really fare him well. Oh, what's don't, that? Don't encourage that. He has what so is much that? shit he's supposed to be doing and is neglecting. He never draws me anymore. Just no. kidding. I, he drew me the other day. He, like, he has never drawn me. What? I know he's listening, and now he knows who he has to draw. I think I've asked him directly. What the fuck? I can't yeah. believe this. Yeah, that is surprising. How about, how about a little bit you. less uh, unsolicited advice? A little more drawing people who ask you to draw them. Yeah. yeah. Nick. Especially me. I, I am kind of offended so that everyone else gets drawings. Yeah. We're yeah. only talking about you. This is only so you get a drawing for you. I so never draw my friends ever, but that's the thing that my brother does. I don't enjoy it. I don't oh. enjoy... He loves to constantly sketch. For me, draw, I love drawing, but it's so emotionally exhausting that I need to be in a cave <laughs> with like no plans for the next... I like to just get in the zone. I can't like drop in and out the way my brother does. We have very different yeah. approaches to art. So Keith comes in the mix, you guys. I gotta like track this story. He comes in the mix and like and how long ago did he come in the mix? And like who did you tell this Keith to where it blew a up into a story? Dick. He oh does? Yes. No. Oh my god. Is he no. single? Is he married? No, he's, he's married. married. He's married. He loves his wife. What? He's Who's very his wife? Pregnant. She is. And he loves to massage her and they just love to watch Bravo TV together. Are you serious? Keith's that's a, a good guy. That's a dream. He doesn't understand us really, but he's a good guy. Well, yeah. he's protective of you guys. He loves he believes in the work, right? Yeah. He believes in the cause. Um, so we used him for a while. I mean, it was just kind of funny for us, but also like sad, but we just focused on how funny it was more than Honestly, anything. I was more, mostly just relieved because this yeah. whole project was so like, we were putting our money, a lot of our, our we were self-funded, so we yeah. were putting our own savings into the site and we were like, we don't even know if this is going to work. Yeah. Like we have, we're going in totally blind. Oh my God. And so it was stressful just to like have all this like, you know, and we were like, are we we're, are we going in the completely wrong path? So to have Keith just make things easier and go faster and like no less. Financing? No, no, yeah. You didn't go out looking for like some kind of art. Honestly, we mogul. kind of just assumed. No, I mean, it would, we, we were like, we were, one, we didn't want to give anyone power. any sort of say on the website. Yeah, or how it was like a real Keith who probably wouldn't be so accommodating would probably yeah. try to stick his dick in and ruin it. He'd probably be, but like, also no one would, no one takes anyone seriously I don't think at the phase we were at. Yeah. So yeah, it I, was just like we were two idiots with an idea. I, at yeah, that I didn't point. like the idea of going to a rich businessman and trying to convince him we weren't dumb girls. It wouldn't have worked. Uh, you know, um, my friend Janine, who owns Floss Gloss, though, she had to do that, and she said it was really fucking hard. Like, yeah. she w she did this whole podcast thing about how they had to put together, like, a business plan, like, a five-year plan, like, just, like, yeah. everything, and then go to people and be like, here's our thing, like, you know, whatever. And, I mean, they were able to get some funding. Yeah. But I can only imagine, like, I, I, have, I have a hunch... This she didn't say this, so I don't want to speak for her. But I have a hunch that she probably didn't get as much funding as like those idiot dudes that like walk in and they're like, "This is gonna change the world." And then it's like Flappy Bird, like or something. What's and that? What's Flappy Bird? That's, like a game, like or whatever. Flappy, you know what? Flappy Bird. Do you mean Angry Birds? No, Flappy Bird. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. But still, like, I feel like they. Pro I feel like they probably. Um, 
had to work really, really hard and probably were put in a position. I, yeah, I that's think, my guess. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to assume, I love Floss Goss and Janine rules, so I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to. No, like, you're not. It. But yeah, the idea of just go having to go in and prove myself, I, that's not something I, that's a very out of my comfort zone and I have very much structured my life so that I never have to answer to anyone. Yeah. I don't have to prove myself to anyone. Like even ask, I hate asking but is that a woman thing? That, that is a, primarily a woman thing, which is so irritating. Because I Maybe. do see men left and right being like, I want this thing. And none of that. Because yeah. like, I feel like I have such a self-awareness where I'm like, oh, God, oh, okay, here we go. God. But the men are just like, I want this thing. And then that is met with like, well, here's the thing. Or we can't do that thing. We can do this thing. It's just so much clean. There's no emotions attached to it. And it's like, we are maternal. We do make the babies. We are multifaceted, complex, like. You know, I don't, I'm not gonna say better, but better because we, yeah, we, we, you know, we create life and we feel these feelings. It's such a wonderful thing to be so like emotional and and deep and complex, but it does like hinder us in the world of business. It's so funny. I'm and I'm looking for money right now for my movie where it's like you know, and I have a male producer and a female producer, and they're both fucking awesome. But I do have to make I, I have the male producer sometimes you know make the phone calls or send out an initial email just because I want that buffer. He is actually a man though. He's mm-hmm. not married though, but uh, he's a, he exists. But where um. <laughs> we have to look for for money and financing. And, and I do believe because the project is written, directed by, and produced, you know, by me. So it is it is harder. It just is. Yeah. Where it's not as like slam dunk. Like we're gonna take a chance. Oh, because they say the most, you know. Uh, people in power or the people with the money are men who look to like writer directors I'm not saying that but, but no, 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 my, I'm, I'm gonna finish my sentence it. like let's say a writer director is more likely to mentor an, a younger version of himself like a young white yeah. boy who's like oh you remind me of me when I was blah blah your age this is great and that's why a lot of times I, I have conversations like this with my like you know white male filmmaker friends where I go help women like we should be allies you know what I mean like where it's like uh, you know, women of color, just people who are more marginalized because you need the help of men who are just don't even realize that they're so used to just helping the younger, smaller versions of themselves because that's just so ingrained in their brain. Why do you think that is, though? Like, I'm, I'm that's what it's I'm easier thinking for them about. To connect no, and understand them. That's no, no, one. No, 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 I mean, just the idea. It's like <laughs> what? asking for help and asking for money. Like, that's. It should be no brainer easy, right? Those it's things, not a big deal. It, like it's like those things. It's like I don't have money for my project. I need money. This person has money. Like easy. That seems like so easy, it's but like, yeah, yeah, I know. But I feel the exact same <laughs> way. I actually was thinking. I was like, I definitely feel way more comfortable asking people to just help me than I do feel like asking for money. Well, I have heard from like people I've been meeting when I'm looking for financing. I've I have a one friend. She's like this billionaire badass babe and she went here's a tip it's better to ask people for advice because then they'll that's a better angle to come in at and be like oh, i want to pick your brain or can i get advice on this thing i'm working on because as opposed to going i need money for this thing because then it hooks them in and they go oh wow like they need my advice like i'm i'm part of it it's like yeah. i'm part of the thing from the ground oh very cool like i yeah anyway i don't know uh, if i'm finishing my point but uh, that's that's what i heard is a better tactic mm. That makes sense. I don't know where I went with that. I think I dropped the ball. We've been taking meetings, and I've just been like, how much money are you going to pay us? Oh, that's not bad. But you're talking about taking meetings for different things, because all this blew up recently. Yeah. Uh, wait, how Fast did... Fast Company article. So how did Fast Company, like, bring us... Imagine somebody who's listening has no idea what's going on, doesn't know what we're talking about. We, we, we talked about how you guys met. 
Witchy was created. What what Witchy is? You created this like fictitious uh, business man. associate man, Keith man, to uh, to deal with like the misogyny you're getting when you were dealing with like business like people you were working with. So that all happened, and then we launched a you, year ago. You so launched we, we Witchy, just, yeah, yeah. You, you launched Witchy a year ago, yeah. yeah. So we had our one year anniversary party recently, and take us to where you're at now because you got interviewed by a fast company, and that's how the Keith man story came out. Kind of. We've I, been talking about it in interviews, actually. You like, mentioned him um, since we've so, been but going. this is but this is the biggest article, and they packaged it. And I met the writer John Paul Titlow, great name. Um, uh, he bought actually a print from me in New York, and we got along well, and and we kind of have remained friendly. And then I even mentioned I was like, oh, you work for a fast company. I. I'm starting a startup. And so he kind of would always keep tabs on it and be like, how's it going? And then when he was in L.A., he got dinner with us and we were telling him about it. And and then so for like the one year, he did a follow up and kind of I think he kind of had the article, but then decided to sit on it, which was, I think, very smart. Oh, wow. And then he kind of packaged it in this very like headliney way that I think really resonated with people and got people to click and Oh, so you told him, I'm just spelling this out for my listeners just so they know exactly what's going on. So you told him a year ago when you were starting the startup about yeah, Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thought that was interesting. Yeah. Tucked it away. A year later for the anniversary, wrote this article for Fast Company leading with the fact that you had this fictitious Keith man and that just fucking exploded. This is the time for that. This is yeah. completely yeah. like a pressure yeah, cooker time ago. for that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And then what happened? Yeah, it was. Tell us everything. I we mean, got an agent within 24 hours. Yeah, we're at WME now. Um, and we have um, book deal in the works right now. We're actually going to probably be finishing up the proposal and outline of what that book is um, later well, today or tomorrow. And then, and then we also are right now in chats with a few studios as well as producers for um, either making it into a TV show or a movie. Oh my! And God. so that's our our huge dilemma right now. Yeah. Is, is, is do we want to do a movie or do we want to do a TV show? And of course, they're more interested in TV because there's more legs, there's more money. That's where like all the excitement is lately. It's a little bit the, of both. It's a little bit of both, actually. Oh, wow. And every time we think we know, then someone bigger and more impressive contacts us. Yeah. And hands us the sweet deal. and and Yeah. So it's kind of hard right now because also the one thing that we ha- we have been like thinking about, too, is that with a movie... The reach of a story like this, if yeah. it's done right, could reach like tons of people. Yeah. TV show, maybe not. What's so, the angle? What's the angle for the show or for the movie or the book? Would the book would that be like a how-to or would the movie be about just your story? Am I allowed like, to say what pe- mm-hmm. people keep repeating? Like Broad City meets Silicon Valley. Yeah. So you know, it's it's a lot of just our friendship. Oh yeah. yeah. But then also, but it also addresses being a woman and getting shit done and working in tech and right. building a business, like the new girl boss or well, something. Well, not only that, but also like one of the things is that there are so many female characters that are charming but they're fuck ups or they're interesting and cool but like there's some they're like just n- not doing well is like, that like girl boss kind of because she was unlikable in that show or something because that was like the, the feedback from that show I mean sure but also like even if you think about like girls like a lot of shows or Broad City yeah Broad City which it's we, like, love. Oh, we love gotcha. we love the dynamics yeah, yeah and it's and like it's like the it's like they get the like actual like friendship and like the realness of that, but then also we're still seeing people that are kind of just floating around. Yeah. And it's weird to think about that because there's just no, 
there's no like women representation a model for a woman to aspire to be I can be cool I can have my friends but then I can also blow up and be yeah, successful yeah it's like there can also be that you can also be goofy yeah you can like live your life and do what you want and also like have your life together oh, to some degree be a badass oh that is more of a done. girl boss thing because she did exp- she did get very successful so she's an example of success yeah right but that's the thing is that like we need more, more of representation of things like that and also women working together oh yeah yeah, yeah oh I love that yeah because Kate and I really, like, we built this because we were doing it together. You know, where I was weak, she was strong, and vice versa. She's a little bit stronger than me. But Aww, still, love- like, we did it, hmm. you know, we kind of did this seemingly impossible task because we worked together. We worked together well, and we communicated. Yeah. And that's why it got done. Yeah. And we laughed along the way. You did? <laughs> we did. We really we did. We had to. We had to enjoy it. Because that's another thing, too, is that, like, there's such an I- idea that... If you want to do something, you have to kill yourself over it and just make yourself miserable trying to build something or create something or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like both Penelope and I have the philosophy of just if it's not enjoyable, especially during the stages where you're making absolutely no money. You're going to end up with an ugly ass baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I believe that. I totally because I feel like that is a misconception like where you. People are like, oh, I have to work so hard. I'm not working hard enough. And really, that's just like a mind fuck. I don't believe. I mean, like, yeah, you, I disagree with you is my point. Yeah. yeah my point. And we did have to work hard, but we kept each other sane by but making you're excited, jokes. But you're excited. It yeah. seems like it's like you're working hard, but you're like, oh, yes. Like, I oh, mean, fuck. There, there was a time where I don't know. I don't know how deep Kate was in this, but there was a time where I was like, I don't know if this site will ever exist because there oh. we had so many ups and downs. We had to build five different sites. There are a lot of. Draw, a lot of drama things, not with us, but, you know. Um, and so there was a time where I was like, honestly, it's like 50-50 right now. But I was like, I'm going to keep going because I like working with her. And I all, for a while, I was almost like, I'm doing this for Kate right now because I love Kate. Oh, and yeah. so I don't want to give up on it. The stakes were a lot higher for me. So I think that's why. Why? Um, I had no money. I quit my job to do this. And I was, like, dog walking. I was, like, just slowly going broke and yeah. living off credit cards. So I had, no, I had no support, no net, no nothing. So for me, it was just kind of, like, something that there wasn't an option, really, to not even, f- to, to, like, give up midway through or anything mm-hmm. like that. I, 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 I definitely think that that level I, I gave I gave a lot of pressure on myself because it was just something where you know my grandma died left me two grand and that was what helped me like pay for the rest of like my portion of the site so it's yeah. like I, I had nothing so to have that and to give up and to have nothing to show for it yeah it just would have been heartbreaking we, yeah, it we wouldn't were- have been heartbreak not only heartbreaking but I just had nowhere to go like it really, I really even even when I was at a low low point, I tried doing a few job interviews, and normally I kill it in job interviews, and I just I probably just reeked of like desperation or something, but no one even like called me back or anything, and I just remember thinking I was like, wow, if if I don't do this, I was like, I don't know. I don't know I mean, what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, I do remember thinking that because you had taught yourself so much about coding and project managing and like all this, sh- like all this shit that's actually a job that gets paid a ton of money. Like you were doing this and learning it. Yeah. And I was like, she now has all these like 
really valuable skills. It's kind of hard what, you know, I don't know exactly what you would have done with them, but you did have them and because you did yeah. work really hard and you taught yourself all this shit most people go to school for for a long time and you yeah, know, you were doing things better than some of the people we were hiring and How are you making money? I've been I make money as an artist. No, but I mean but like so you were just making money as an artist the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. because and my my where brand you, and my shop and What was your shop and what was your brand? Uh Penelope Gazen. It was Penelope Gazen. So you had your your own website where you were selling your stuff and that's where your money was coming in for I was all selling your on work. Etsy. On Etsy. Yeah. yeah. I've been okay. making my living on Etsy since I was 18. So that continued while you were creating Witchy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, these are filling in the blanks here. Yeah. yeah. So you were just like Feeling comfortable, feeling good, I'm living your of, life as an artist. Yeah, I mean, all right, relax. Oh, my business isn't starting. Kate's like, I'm gonna hang myself. Please, and I'm like, oh my god, we gotta save Kate. We gotta do this. Thank God you. And then, so, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it without mm-hmm. Penelope at all. I mean, that's yeah. the big thing. Is that? But aren't you an artist too? Yeah, I'm a musician and writer. Yeah, but that fucking never pays. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. I know. It pays. It will pay. It pays. Everything's going to be great. Yeah, no. You know, Um, raising that frequency. But no, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that, like, without Penelope and her being there and her as a support and a partner, I... And your yeah, artist. I definitely would have hung myself or something. No. No, not, she not wouldn't meant to be. have. But until you were the first artist on Witchsea. Yeah. And then... And then it just starts going, and you're putting all your money into this. Both of you are just putting your money in. You're so yeah. brave and st- like that you're not going. You know, nobody else's money. No, nope. no. Nope. Equals complete control. Figuring it out as you go, learning these you know pivotal skills. The fucking. We were actually. It's funny because we were having such a hard time convincing people who we were hiring to take us seriously. But we were really pleasantly surprised that a lot of fellow artists were taking us really seriously. Like we had like. 30,000 Instagram followers before we even launched before and we kept joking we're like no one's seen the site for all they know we've just been like making this up like or it's like the worst site in the world yeah and took some popsicle sticks (laughs) of them yeah and like and so there were so many people who were so excited they were like when are you gonna launch we're so excited we had like a hundred artists on the site when we launched just because I like invited them and was like be a part of my site oh my god and they were like the fact that they God, I you know they even gave us like their PayPal information so we could pay them. I was like, this could be a crazy scam. But, I love you know, this. We tr- didn't have their login. No, but. I know. But oh like, my god! <laughs> but like you know, yeah, they were a lot of just they were just really trusting and they believed in us. And then we delivered, and is, that also helped us keep going. Being like, beautiful? all these people are expecting this from us. We have to yeah yeah make them happy. And that's and that's one of the things that I also really like about it now, even too like with all the stuff that's happening with us. Um, it's very very exciting. But also, it's like we are now even more so thrust in the face of people. And so we have to do a really good job because we do a good job. Then everyone on Witchsea does a really good yeah, job. Yeah, our artists, artists have, been, have been benefiting. And oh, wow. I got to like pay people like a lot more money than we're used to. This Why? Because more sales? Just more sales. Yeah, yeah. So and more so, sales. And it's just so it's like that's also part of it now, too. It's like now there's this whole ecosystem that we've created and now we have to keep it going and keep making sure that everyone's taking care of it it's good and it feels very good to like do something that benefits other people that are trying part of the reason why we created the site is so that people wouldn't have to like 
search and dig as much as they would on Etsy, but then there'd just be a lot of crossover because it's like we have on the site, it's like if you like this item, you'll like these items from oh, these different artists. Yeah. yeah. And so people learn about other artists through our Instagram, through the site. Well, and they, there's a lot of crossover. We have 400? We have almost 400 artists now. What and kind of artists? What kind? All types. And I Painters, think, musicians, yeah. sculpture, T-shirts, fashion, musicians, accessories. What do yeah, they sell? Oh, their music. Their music. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's really interesting, too, is that, you know, before our site was online, I mean, there is, like, I guess, like, Society6 and other random sites like that. Is this but about you guys? I don't have time for them right now. No, but if you like them, that's cool. No, no, no. I mean, whatever. They're, like, just a print a print business basically um but one of the things that's really interesting is that so many artists all just are so fixated on their individual brands and that's kind of like the culture right now like everyone's like how like how many followers can i get but it really takes away the sense of community that art has usually had and so that's one of the things that we really also love about what we've done because it's we've created the community oh that has been missing on the internet because it's like people aren't going to someone's site and finding someone else's site. I love this. Oh my god, I'm getting the inside scoop I've been needing to get for such a long time. <laughs> Wait, is Nick Gazin on the thing? On um, which see, which see? He was, but he's what an asshole. But he can't ship his items. Yeah, he's not good at shipping. So what? He got By the way. Just as a women in general are usually much better at maintaining their shop. Some men are great maintaining their shop. Yeah, but it's like because sometimes we'll we'll find artists who <clears throat> we have a couple friends who are like you know they work in a coffee shop and but we think they're super talented and you're like you could be making so much more money from your art and so we like hook them up with our manufacturers and whenever we've done that with women they're always like great on they're on it with men it's almost like a fifty fifty we have some men who have totally stepped up to the plate but then yeah. there's some men who are just like. Oh, I'm sad this month, so I haven't shipped in two months. What? In a month. And then, <laughs> and then it's Noah like, okay. Harmon, is he on your thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great. He's, he's great. He's an example of someone that we, like, got him into pins, and, and he had never had any oh shop. My. He was not selling any sort of merchandise so before. if I were a musician, or if I had a musical side project, living my life, musical side project right. happening, it's called ACW, those are my initials, and I was like, I want to work with Witch C, I have these, these are my, these are my songs. How would that work? How does an artist get paid? Like if I'm, you know, oh, Alexi well, the musician. You, you would have I'll, to have like some type a of physical, physical thing. Yeah. A physical like, like, like a, tape a tape or a record. Or a record. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And also just to clarify, we have some musicians that also are doing art as well. Okay. It's very uncommon for us to just have a yeah. band. So yeah. I'll, I'll be the only one. I'll just be that one. Right. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay, so wait, the Fast Company article comes out, and like, I want the play by play. We've got, like, you know, we're going to wrap this in about 15 minutes. So I got to get the fucking. I want to, like, know where were you when it comes out, and what were the things? I want the slow things that happened that came up that made you go, oh, wow, I think this is, like, going to take on a life of its own. Like, give me the details. It was 9 a.m. I was in bed. Kate I love it. Gave <laughs> me a text that said the Fast Company article came out today, and uh, she had predicted. That on the something, 29th. They something didn't tell big. us when it was coming out. You predicted something big? Yeah. I was, she like, said, I was like, something's going to happen Sunday. on the 29th. How did yeah, you know? She's like, we're going to level up. Because she's low-key psychic you or something. You are? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I thought it was because we were playing a show that night. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, maybe there's going to be somebody who's going to like see our bands play. I mean, you just Little knew. did I know. You just tuned into that yeah, happening I, on I the 29th? I should go back and find the text of, of oh you God. being yeah. like... <laughs> We're about to level up. She, she used you the words level, level up? up. Oh, my God. Are you ever psychic for her? I mean, She I, has. Is, she's predicted a couple of things. 
Well, that's a beautiful thing. I got to ask this question because, okay, so she sent you the text. It says the 29th, big day. It comes out. You say it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and didn't then, know it was coming out. I mean, that we, day. we thought. We were but like, we oh, oh, and she was like, it's on the front page of Fast Company, which we didn't know. We thought oh maybe it'd be buried or it'd be like, you know, yeah. just, just, just another article. We had no expectations. We didn't know when it was coming out. We were just told soonish. Yeah. And we were just like, okay, whatever. Because so we the, had a Vice article come yeah. out and it kind of did nothing yeah. for us. G- give me the order of the notifications and what they were. Was it a, a random email? Like, I want to know, like, just well, the growing progression of, like, alerts and info and people coming at you. I think I, the book... The publisher was one of the first people that the big publisher. That yeah, the uh, publisher reached out to us and then and saying what like read the story like, you're amazing just like read the story like can we talk and we were like yeah sure um, and then we had just like interview request after interview request I mean then after that it was like BBC is contacting us and we have um, uh, CNBC contacting us, seeing if they can come and th- th- film with us, which they are going to be doing that. Next CNBC, w- yeah, oh next my, week. Oh yeah. my god! And um, and then it was just like every New York Post, Time Magazine, The Guardian, uh, the, the Daily Mail, the yeah, Telegraph. like pretty much every major, every major outlet is then contacting us and. Or Penelope directly on her personal email. Yeah, there was a lot of... I had to do so many forwards to Yeah, um, and so then I'm just kind of navigating through everything. We... Keith should do that. Well... No, just kidding. We, we responded to everything. We did about um, at least 30, I think, interviews and calls. This was like the day of or the day no, after? No, like within like that like week and a half. Yeah. And then... It's been every day for yeah, the past sure. three weeks. And yeah. I'm still getting requests. Yeah. I just got one from uh, Mike.com, M-I-C. What's that? Do you know that? Like, It's Mm-mm. like a pretty popular website. Yeah. They want to do. They just did like an interview with Anthony Bourdain, and they want to sit down with us Babe now. Learned. Yeah. I know. Somebody so, only talked to babes, I guess. Um. So, yeah, we're still getting requests, and so we're just kind of continuing along this wave. It's been wild. And then on top of it, the past, like, week and a half now we've been meeting with you know industry people in Hollywood because they want to take this and yeah so we've gotten a full tour of every studio lot multiple times yeah oh my, I saw it on your stories I yeah. know how fun you guys are like gallivanting around town I know. oh yeah I know it's been it's been pretty it's been it's been fun how many, yeah how many agencies did you sit down with and they just emailed you direct Right, we WME. Actually, yeah, like all, oh, like, that's uh, we got recommended through Frankie Chan, who does iHeart Comics. Yeah, he hooked us up directly with Eric Reed at WME. Yeah, um, we took the first person who contacted us, but we also love him, so we're super. We met happy. with him, and then we were like, okay, yeah, you're our agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, but he's adorable. He has a big sweet tooth. So all he talks about is candy. Oh my god! <laughs> well, so then and then from there, when did the like? potential TV movie thing happened through WME or also just no, directly? We were, no, we were just getting, I mean, we were directly getting contacted. Yeah. Um, by comp studios or companies? Or producers. Yeah, producers. like the guy who like did Two and a Half Men or yeah. contacted us. You can, whatever. Okay. Yeah. He was one of the first people, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, right? people were contacting us directly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. I know. I'm just, yeah. It's, it is exciting. It's funny, like, everyone's always like, isn't this crazy? And we're just like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, but I don't know. You're yeah. just like, honestly, if I wasn't it. doing with this with Kate, though, I would be kind of bored of everything. 
I don't know. I I wouldn't. I would. She would bring blood pellets because we were on. Oh we were on NBC like live oh, on the news. CNN. No, no, NBC News. Okay, NBC News. I've been behaving just for her. And I told her, I was like, please, for the love of God, wait till we sign. Because also, by the way, I'm still dog walking. I'm still house sitting. I'm still doing all of the things that I have had to do while we've been building this. So for me, stakes are still very high. Mm. Everything could crumble. But luckily, Witch Sea is still like doing okay. But yeah, it's definitely fun and exciting tipping point so you're like penelope please don't bring the blood pellets and open your mouth and have blood pour out while I you're mean, on nbc yeah that was actually I had a conversation in, i had them in had. my purse i literally had the blood true. pellets oh my god I and mean, kate is one of the only people who can actually i, I will actually you. modify my behavior for i was like, no one else i was like i was like i was like please oh my god it's like just for you How, what would you have done i would have um put a Homeboy. blood pill pill in my mouth in the beginning of the interview, and then at some point, kind of crunched it, and then let blood start slowly seeping out of oh my, my god. mouth. I used to do that in high, no, in elementary school, but I would chew on my lip until like that. Actually, blood? until I fill my mouth with blood, and then like, and then I go like this is like in fifth grade, and I go, and then Mr. Hall would be like, "Yes, Alexi," and then I'd be like, and it all come down. I thought I was so arty and cool. I was like, "I'm so dark. I'm only in fifth grade. I'm so dark." Oof. And then I'd be like, "Can I go to the ladies' room or whatever?" And then. uh but to do it on NBC would be a whole other thing. It would be much cooler. Yeah. Thank We're God. Saving it. We're, We're saving, saving it. We're saving it. saving it when things are signed off on. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't imagine. Like, that's another weird thing to be, like, a partnership. So you really have to be, like, it's, like, similar when you're in a band. Like, you need other people to show up for you. You need to be on the same page. You're, you're taking, you know, are we both. It's like a relationship. It is fully, yeah. like, but it's even more intense. It's a business relationship because you've got to act a certain way, you know, in front of other people. And it's, like, if you act one way. And you it reflects on Kate. You walk out and you're like, "What the fuck? Why did you say that? No, what? Oh God! Yeah. Like, uh. luckily we haven't. Yeah, had we haven't had anything like that. And also, too, it's like we can't. We also don't want to like completely fuck around too, because like I said before, it's like we have now almost 400 artists that rely on us to not I look like it. dipshits. Yeah. yeah. So, like, but you're also youthful and cool and forward thinking, so it's like you're not squares. We're you not. Know? Gonna, we're not going to do anything that's like. Nerdville, but yeah, yeah. Like we just have to like or aggressive. Little, yeah, you got your business like, hat on, and yeah. you got your fucking creative cap on. Yeah, yeah. We found that balance. You found that's what witchy is really when you think about it. Yeah. Oh my god, they're not trying to make a movie about Etsy. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, four <laughs> white dudes totally <laughs> sitting off. around at a table. <laughs> oh my god, what are women like? There what need to be more hand knit scarves with. Uh, Mario on them. Ew! Yeah. Well, what's next? Where are you guys going now after this podcast? I need we to rest. You need to rest? Oh, because you're sick. Yeah. Yeah, I... We need to also... Well, I need to start hacking away at the, the book proposal. The book proposal? Hacking away? No time for dating. There's no time for dating. Yeah, I haven't been when you're at make, all. When you're making a movie, when you're making... Uh, you know, I've had a couple exes come out of the woodwork. Really? Like, Same. Let's see a movie. You have? You've had exes come out of the woodwork too? Yeah, to tell me that I did a really good job and I should be so proud of myself. Oh, I love and that. And I'm a good girl. You are a good girl. Oh, so you're you're like solid, grounded in your relationship. I always like to talk about, about both because I feel like life is like the balance of both. It's great to be in love. If you've been in love and you know what that feels like, it's nice to have that in your life. And then also make money doing what you love doing. These are the two best things it's in the world, It's kind of cool, like. though, because I get to... It's not something I really want to focus on right now because I'm really thinking about the where I'm going. Yeah. And I think where I'm going, the men are going to be... Better. Real hot. Totally! Yeah. 
yes. <laughs> That's how I feel too. I'm just like, you want to like keep your head down, focus on the work. And then you'll either meet somebody who intersects with you, who's like a badass that you're like, oh, cool, I respect you and you're doing, or like we're meeting because of this work thing. Yeah. Then you can talk about that, be inspired because of that. They're a cooler tier of men who are, you know, bigger privates, better outfits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh Very cool. God. I'm fucking around, you guys. I just but feel like I, agree. I, I evolve and I'm always growing and getting better and making more. And so if I were to have met a guy two years ago that I was still with, I think I'd out, have outgrown him. I think yeah. that too. You got to find someone that can grow with you. Yeah. Yeah. Grow with you or... Or has yeah. already grown. Meets yeah. you where you're at or you or like inspires you and then you're both like doing cool shit. Yeah. And you like respect each other and they're like, oh wow, it makes me want to hustle more and bring more to the table. And he's like, I'm a badass. But you are also a badass. I'm more into showers than growers, to be honest. Me too. In multiple aspects of life. Oh my God. Well, I'm never sleeping with another 21 year old again. Oh, whoops, we were talking about that before we started rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well, what else uh, is there to say? Anything, any kernels of knowledge for all the girls and boys who are listening to this who are like, I love those witch sea girls. Those well, girls. I have to pee very badly. Oh, my God. You have to be. I drank Robitussin, a monster, and a giant Perrier. Look what I drank. So we're going to have a big old pee party. Who gets well, to go first, ladies? I mean, you guys are my guests. Let's so. see if we can fill up the, cha- the tank. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, let's make that tank overflow with pee. Oh, my God. Um... Well, thank you for being on my show. Pissing contest. Oh, oh wow. Truly. Mm. Um, man. So are you still going to use? You can't use Keith Mann anymore, though, right? Well, we weren't using him anymore. Oh, you yeah. weren't? We I use him. I use him. I use a fake husband that usually his name usually changes. But I use a fake husband sometimes when I'm dealing with manufacturers. What? Well, how does that work? What does the email like that I'll entail? Just, I'll just be like, oh, my husband. This is my husband. You know, I'll just be like, I'm going to pass on to my husband. I don't know. I don't know if they even believe me. But it just is like there have been times where I've just been like they I don't know. People have been not doing their job. And I know you have, I know you have to go. You've got to pee. This is what I wanted to ask. At any point, did anybody bring this up? Because we talked about this at that party on Saturday night for a moment. Did anybody bring up the fact that it might be, because it's unfortunate to have to bring a fictitious man into the mix instead of just like forcing men to take women seriously. Mm-hmm. Did anybody accuse you guys of being like, of, of it, of this situation being regressive? Because it's like, oh, we're just going to. No. Kind of. Not really, though. There were a couple. In Germany, they asked us that. Yeah, we got a couple of questions. I'm sure some people said it, but. Because it's just know. such a sticky situation because it's like, well, these are the facts. You this is what? how the man was treated and we needed to use that person as opposed to like... By any means necessary. Whatever allows you to, you know... Without compromising your, yourself. Stake your claim. Like, fine, let's do that. Because right now, everyone's underrepresented and it doesn't matter. Let's just get as many people as we can so there's more equality and then we can start discussing what's regressive and what's not. And... uh and I can totally edit that out too if you don't want me to have this in this conversation. No, it's like fine. A bummer. But here's the good thing is what that came of it. It's unfortunate you had to be put in a situation where you needed to use that mm-hmm. uh, as a tactic to be taken seriously or get the fucking work done. But the fact that that guy used that as the main like uh, heading for that article is so helpful because now it just alerts. You know, hopefully men will wake up and go right, or women will go. Oh wait, maybe I'm not crazy. I've been being gaslit. Oh wait, it is different. Oh fuck, I don't like this at all. And then maybe men will also be like, 
oh, am I doing this? And hopefully check themselves. It's a lot to ask, but hopefully that this is all like just, you know, brought it to the... Well, it's like everyone was like, okay, we're done doing work. Like racism's done, sexism's done. And then suddenly the past like... And then Trump is elected. Decades, and mm. you're like, oh shit, wait, what? <laughs> I had no idea. I thought, yeah, I thought we were all really good at like pretending that all this went away. Yeah. And stifling uh, the racism and sexism. Well, most people weren't even pretending. They just genuinely thought it didn't exist anymore. And yeah. that's what, what the problem is. And so it's like, our story is just like, no, this still is happening. It's just being brought up to the surface. And we just gave you a very nice, digestible way to, to spoon take, it, it. take it in. I like it. Well, thank you for talking about it. Thank oh you. Thank God. you for having us. Thanks for coming. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 